especially fun for everyone else to kind of watch our fight scene. Dude, if you're going to kill me today, we got to make it messy. Just don't give me a belly wound. Let's make it good. Hello, and welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is show 32. I'm Brian. With me today is... Michelle. We have a website called galacticaquorum.com and an email, gquorum at gmail.com. That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. And a voicemail if you'd like to call us and leave us a message with comments or questions. 206-350-6756. I want to thank everyone for entering our contest, our one-year contest, and we have a winner. It's a wiener. It's a wiener. <laughs> we have a wiener. We want to congratulate Matt for winning the $25 gift certificate to BattlestarOnline.com and the Starbucks t-shirt. Congratulations. Yep, congrats. And we didn't really talk about it a lot. It was sort of mentioned in passing. Besides the contest being for Razor, it was also for our one-year anniversary we're a whole year old. We're a whole year old. We, we didn't really cover it so much, but I guess this would be a good time just to thank a lot of the people that have been around for a year. It's been great. I want to thank Justin, who's been our great supporter. I want to thank him a lot. Some of the guys on our boards, uh, John, a.k.a. Shrek, he's a constant contributor, so I'm always glad to see stuff from him. Thank you to some of our callers, like Amanda in Pennsylvania for calling in, Brian for emailing us various times with theories and opinions. And Ed for doing the same. Oh, Ed, we miss you. Yeah, Colin, what's happening? Where are Ed? you? Thanks to Aaron Douglas for talking with us back at the Shore Leave Convention. That was awesome. Thanks for Alex Ponovic for calling us way back in the beginning and actually doing an interview with us in this very episode. So thank you so much. Yeah, Alex has been a very great supporter. So we're looking forward to the next year. We're going to have a new season. A new season? When's that? Yeah, it's, it's in <laughs> April, supposedly. What? I thought it was March. Well, actually, March. Here's what's coming out in March. The DVD for Season 3 is coming out in March. Oh, okay. Season 3 DVD, March 25th. And April is going to be the premiere of the Season 4, although we don't have a date for that yet. I kind of wish they had done it a little bit before that, because we have people here who have not seen Season 3, and they want to. Yeah, and they're not listening to us. And they're not listening to us because they don't want to have things spoiled, and so... They have not a lot of time to digest all that stuff. They have to kind of do it in a marathon session. I'm going to have to do a marathon session just to remember what happened. Yeah. Well, it's just like when we've been talking so much about the fifth Cylon, and then you guys are like, oh, yeah, don't you remember the power all went out? I'm like, oh, I totally forgot that entire cliffhanger. Right. One of the things I'm kind of wary about is that any hope of them completing the series in 2008 might have gone out the window with this writer's strike. It sounded like the network was thinking about doing a split even before it happened, but now I can't see them being able to complete it before the end of the year. And if they're going to do that, they might just do one of those split it up into two mini-seasons, basically, which means 2009. But the nice thing about that is that we have, we're able to draw out the podcast until 2009. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. We need stuff to talk about. We've been doing okay, I think. Yeah. But who knows? They might, in between the time that episode 10 of season 4 airs and episode 11, whenever that might be, maybe the ratings will be such that Universal might go, this is really a pretty good thing. Maybe we want to extend you just a couple more episodes, or maybe we'll make a new made-for-TV or made-for-DVD movie or something. Right. Hopefully. Speaking of DVDs, the HD DVDs have come out for season one, finally. Some mixed reviews on those. The audio-video forums have people reporting that a lot of the discs are scratched right out of the box. And it's not an uncommon thing. It's actually more 
it's more common to have it scratch than not, apparently. So I don't know how they botched that, but interesting. Besides that, some of the really big video files aren't pleased with some of the video quality. Although I feel that partly that might be just because the show is grainy. It's shot, you know, as to introduce film grain into the into the image to make it seem right. Because even when more. we've watched it on the HD channels, it's been yeah grainy. So that might have something to do with it. I've seen screen grabs that compare the standard DVD to a HD DVD. And there is a noticeable improvement. It's not a huge step, but I think it is enough to purchase. My only concern is if I get the set, and I will get the set eventually, I just want them to nail down this quality control issue with packaging having scratch discs. That's just, there's no excuse for that. No, I agree. We have some cons to bring up. Woohoo, it's convention season yes, time. It's starting to, we're starting to get into the swing of the con season. First one to bring up is Farpoint. In Baltimore, February 15th to the 17th, that will have James Callis. There's another one a little bit later. Sounds like it's going to be really cool. It's called, this is a great name, Wrath of Khan, May 30th to June 1st in Panama City, Florida. That one's going to have Aaron Douglas, fan favorite, Tom O'Pennicott, Michelle favorite, and Richard Hatch, sci-fi favorite. And way off in the future... There's that Galactic Cruise that's September 15th to the 19th. Back in the late summer, when we were a finalist for the Podcast Awards, we were nominated alongside some other notable podcasts, and we mentioned some of those. One of the ones that we talked about was the Two Guys Talking 24 podcast. And since that time, we've been having a conversation back and forth with the guys that do that podcast. As a result of that, we are going to be appearing on their Two Guys Talking Network. So what that means is hopefully we're going to get a few more people to be exposed to our podcast and that we'll be able to tell our listeners about some of the cool podcasts that they're going to be doing. So pretty exciting. There's a whole Terminator podcast series that's starting up. And the first episode's been published already. The first one is up. There's a second one that's coming out that talks about Terminator 2. And then Michelle actually participated in one where they talk about Terminator 3. That was fun. Yeah. We talked for three hours, <laughs> but it was great. It was a lot of fun. So look for that. I don't know when it's going to be published, but according to Mike, who does the Two Guys Talking Network, it should be out soon. This was in conjunction with the new Terminator series on Fox called the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Can't wait. Can which we will wait. be talking about. Well, independent of whatever they do. And again, our show is not going to change whatsoever. We're just the fact that we're being displayed on their website. We're going on as, as usual. But we'll be talking about the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And- yes. And I do want to mention you can find the uh, Terminator podcast at TerminatorPodcast.com. And the Two Guys Talking website is just as you'd expect it to be. It's the number two and GuysTalking.com. Okay. I mentioned before we had an interview with Alex Ponovic. Alex, like I mentioned before, has been great because he's he's called in before. Just a really good guy. In fact, actually, this might be a good time for Michelle to... Talking about the Vancouver trip? Yeah, you went to Vancouver a couple months ago. and Yeah, as many of our listeners know, because Brian said I was on assignment, but (laughs) my husband and I decided to take a vacation to Vancouver, British Columbia, and it just so happened that the week we planned to go, Alex Ponovic's movie was premiering at the Vancouver Film Festival. Uh, The movie was titled Taming Tammy. We were able to see the premiere, and then we saw the second showing as well. Absolutely hysterical. It's such a good movie. It's definitely 
not in the sci-fi era. It's uh, another take on the Taming the Shrew story. It's very interesting. I Go look for it. The website's tamingtammy.com. I highly recommend seeing it. It's pretty funny. And you got to meet Alex. And yes, we got to meet Alex and we met Tom O'Pennicott. And that was tons of fun. Alex was really awesome that week. And we went around Vancouver and saw all the sites and took pictures of some of the great locations that the sci-fi shows are filmed at. That was a definite geek moment for my husband and I. (laughs) (laughs) So Alex has been on a lot of sci-fi shows as well as Battlestar. Uh, On Battlestar, he did play Sergeant Fisher and... He also was a fight coordinator, which we'll talk about. When we called him, he was in Winnipeg, and he was taking a break from shooting a new movie called Personal Effects. So, here we go. Hi, it's Michelle of the Galactic Quorum. Hello. And Brian, how you doing? <laughs> and Brian. Brian, how are you, sir? Doing great. Excellent. So, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you freezing up there? I am totally freezing. <laughs> it's horribly cold. I just see everything's white, and that's all I, I hate looking at right now. But you know what? Honestly, it's great for Christmas. I like it for Christmas. Then i got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get a nice break. It is a nice break. We had uh, we shot just before I left, so, yeah, it's kind of good to kind of stop all the emotional stuff. Really? So this is a yeah. very emotional role? Yeah, it actually is. It's a great role, and it's kind of... Uh, great acting piece sink your teeth in but it's yeah it's, i'm accused of killing ashton kutcher's sister it's a cool drama so i guess we should tell people it's called uh, personal effects it is called personal effects with ashton kutcher michelle pfeiffer and kathy bates and it's about basically two families michelle pfeiffer her 17 year old deaf son lost a uh, husband slash father to murder and ashton kutcher loses his sister to murder and they meet in a support group to help murder victims cope David Hollander wrote the screenplay and it was inspired by a novel called Mansions on the Hills by Richard Moody. And it's basically a novel or a screenplay about coping and moving on. So he just wrote a beautiful script. Oh, I'm interested to see it. When do you expect to wrap? We're wrapping January 15th. And then I'm going to Mexico for a month to take off the extra 20 pounds that I put on for it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun putting it on i know i'm gonna hate taking it off so how come mexico because it's warm um <laughs> yeah totally warm <laughs> i have a condo in puerto Vallarta too so it'll be nice to kind of chill there for a month we should probably introduce you since we haven't done that yet <laughs> yeah i guess we should backtrack okay. we started kind of launched right into it so we're talking to alex Ponovic. <laughs> battlestar fans would know him as the guy that played sergeant omar fisher on battlestar That's right so tell us how did you go from being a boxing champion? How did you segue into being an actor? How did that happen? Well, actually, I started right out of high school in a band. I played in a band. So I was playing in a band for years, and there's a casting director in my hometown that was that came to a show and, um, and just asked if I would audition for a movie. Because my head was so into the band stuff, I was, yeah, sure, why not, no problem. And I went in and auditioned to be the butler for Roddy McDowell in a movie called Heads with uh, John Cryer from Two and a Half Men and Jennifer Tilly. And uh, and I ended up booking the role, and I kind of went, damn, I kind of this is kind of fun. What, I get my own trailer? What the <laughs> hell is this? From there, I just, because Winnipeg is such a small community that there's only one stunt team that for every movie that comes in, not a lot of movies come in, but there's a pretty consistent rollout. When one's done, another one comes in. And I became really good friends with the stunt coordinator, and 
he wanted me on part of his stunt team because of the boxing background. And I just started taking more and more classes, really getting really getting into it and loving, actually, you know, I guess the, the thing is catching the bug. So they had a lot of roles for stunt actors. Usually to save money, they'll say, you know, we need the big fight scene. Do you have any guys that can act? So I would get those roles. And then, um, so I was on set all the time. And then I made the move to Vancouver because I was writing a sci-fi series with a friend of mine and it was getting a little bit of attention in L.A. So I went to Vancouver to write and just start acting. So in Battlestar, you did some fight coordinating, but you also acted, obviously. So which came first? Did you start as one, or was it, like you said, you started, they had need for both, and you stepped into that? Tom O'Panikid, who plays Hilo, he, uh, him and I are really good friends, and he just finished wrapping the miniseries, so we went up to Michael Reimer's place to have, I guess, a rap party, and Tom brought me in just to hit it off with Reimer, and, uh, and then one day Reimer asked if I was still like teaching boxing because they had this choreography that they wanted to get done so i got a call to come and do it you know became really good friends with everybody else on set and started the boxing choreography that way and then uh was offered the role of uh fisher from michael reimer and the scene you're i think you're referring to is where adama is or edward james almost is sparring with jamie bamber is that the one that you did that's exactly the one we had a great we rehearsed the choreography for about and Eddie, Eddie was great because Eddie was like, you know, like he does have some fight experience and he's a natural athlete. And he said, you know, I just want to have a good workout for a good week and a half to two weeks of this choreography so they can nail it when the shoot comes. So we worked out and I put him through some good warm-ups and then getting into the fight stuff. And we do about an hour and a half. And Eddie was the first one there and the last one to leave. It was great. And then, of course, what we refer to as the boxing episode. I'm sure you had a lot of involvement in that one, too. Yeah, that was a great one because I started off training each specific fight and kind of getting a storyline to the fight. Just like the one with Bamber and Eddie, we um, we really made it a storyline. Like the young, cocky, inexperienced fighter was what we wanted Jamie to be with his hands down and being quick and pot-shotting, and we made... Eddie, you know, the cagey veteran, he'll eat a few and then he'll notice the mistakes and kind of make him pay for the mistakes. So we kind of had that father-son theme through the fight with Eddie and Jamie. And then when we did the, I call it the Fight Club episode, <laughs> we kind of made a little storyline for that too and what were everyone's strongest bits in it. And I basically laid a foundation. I forget who the fight coordinator that came in afterwards because I was getting my stuff together with Paul Lazenby. Paul Lazenby is an ex-Muay Thai champion. He's a commentator now for Bodog Fight, and him and I were actually laying heavy shots on each other. We just said to each other, okay, obviously we're not going to try to knock each other out, but the body shots, let's really dig them in. So with our fight scene, we really had a good time with putting putting that one together. Hmm. But I had a little bit of, uh, of everybody else's in there, too. And I'm sure you try not to have the regular actors who don't have a lot of experience actually get hit, but they, they probably do get tagged once in a while, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, it just happens. You know you're not going through the punch. You're just meeting the target. So most of the time it's not that bad. But, you know, sometimes it happens. But we've, we kind of made sure that the angles were right and it didn't get too crazy. But for, you know, for me being a fighter and Paul Lazenby being a fighter, we just said, and it was actually fun for everyone else to kind of watch our fight scene because we picked up the speed of it because we just knew as fighters, you just kind of know your range. And then we really started digging into the body shots. It's almost like we were trying to get the other one to, to yell mama or uncle. <laughs> 
You said earlier that you wrote a sci-fi script for a show. Yeah. What was the show? A really good friend of mine named Skeleton in Essex. He's got a. He just finished a screenplay, and the film just finished getting done called Bled the the movie. It's a horror movie. But back, uh, I guess maybe about eight years ago, we developed a series called Ghosts. And it was a subversive government agency. So we started getting some attention in L.A., and we took some meetings in L.A., and, uh, yeah, we wrote about eight completed scripts. And, and he's such a fantastic artist that he put a visual to everything. That's what really got the attention in L.A. And the visual um, was uh, just something that really piqued a lot of people in L.A. We didn't get into production, but just having our first, like, something like that first done and uh, people having attention was great. So I guess since you did write that script, you're a big sci-fi fan. I love sci-fi. The thing is, my friend, who I co-wrote, Scully, he um, he's the biggest sci-fi fan. He's the one that turned me on into a lot of the stuff. He developed the worlds, these crazy imagination, and he developed some great worlds, some great scripts, and I really helped with the character development of it. Excellent. And you have been in a lot of sci-fi shows, not just Battlestar, but you've been on Stargate... Strike Atlantis, you were on Bionic Woman. Right. And just a lot. Is that, they shoot a lot up in Vancouver, don't they? Yeah, they're all up in Vancouver, and, you know, you get the opportunity. And when you're a fan of the shows and, and you get a chance to audition for them, and it's uh, that much more sweeter when you can kind of play with the guys, you know? So, what would be your dream role if you could have it? My dream role. <laughs> well, you wrote yourself into your own movie, right? Was that your dream role? Because you, you yeah, had a movie actually, Tammy actually, that was. It, it, Taming Tammy, yeah. It's along the same type of lines. I kind of wanted to sink my teeth into something that I've done before. Like I mentioned earlier, being a boxer and playing in a band when I was in high school. So I wanted to amalgamate the both of them. And uh, then we just kind of started having a really good time with the script and making it funny. So just something that I can sink my teeth in physically and my imagination and something that just kind of speaks to all, all the pluses that I think I have as an actor. You've been cast as a lot of tough guys in sci-fi roles, using weapons and things like that. Do you find are you typecast at all, or do you, are you trying to break out of that? Or well, see, that's just it. When you're six five and two hundred fifty pounds, right. you just kind of get lumped into the tough guy, gun-toting guy. And when you you know you're of Eastern descent and you have an accent, you know, or you can pull off an accent, then you're the tough Russian guy. <laughs> I embrace that stuff. That stuff to me is fun. You know, running around like I did a movie called Christmas Rush where I just ran around a mall shooting a gun. And I thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing. But when I can when I can sink my teeth into stuff like that I know people will be surprised at, but this is a high comfort level for myself, such as Taming Tammy in this movie right now with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Michelle Pfeiffer, stuff that the training, you take the training to a different level. You know, you sharpen your tools just like any athlete. You have to train three months for a 12-round fight, and that has to be done. So training, I think, needs to be done all the time. I love training. So when I know that I can really excel in something that people aren't normally going to see me in, that's fun for me when they don't expect that. Yeah, I have to say, Teaming Tammy was a good movie. Oh, great. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I mean, we loved it. Oh, that's excellent. That's that, that's a good one. That makes me feel nice. <laughs> um, it's just so much fun because we had so many friends come do the movie with us. That, to me, was the biggest thing. The movie was secondary to me, actually. What really warmed my heart was having all my friends that are in the industry come out and basically just play with us. And then all of a sudden, we got this great movie. That's that. The great movie is 
secondary to me. I just couldn't believe everyone coming out, giving their time, spending their time on set. And I had Victor Webster, who um, was one of the leads on Mutant X. And he came out from L.A. just to do my boxing scenes and hang out. So I was just really honored and, and happy with everyone coming out and just playing. And we did it for $10,000, which is unheard of. Wow. So, so, again, that was another thing for me is that everyone donated their time, their equipment, the edit suites to just, you know, do a movie. So I, I'm really happy about it. So talking about your last uh, appearance in Battlestar, you were on the episode where they go down to this algae planet. You had a line, and then the bullets fly, and then the next thing we see is you rolled over with uh, a vicious head wound. (laughs) Right. For the viewer, that probably just took like five seconds, but in reality, you probably spent, what, hours in a makeup chair between when they, or even like, was it the same day you even shot that? Actually, that piece was done because we ran out of time on where we were shooting on location that we actually had to go into the studio. So that very last half a second mm-hmm. where she notices that I'm shot and turns me over, that was actually done in a studio. Oh, wow. Yeah, we went back, and so I just went in to get the makeup done and then did that last bit, and that was it. Huh. And it was great because Michael Reimer came up and he said, look, you know, the, that part is of Sergeant Fisher was actually written for another character. And this is when uh, Reimer came back to do that episode. He says, you know, like, this is probably going to be the last year for Battlestar, so why don't we uh, why don't we just kill Alex today? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, if you're going to kill me today, we got to make it messy. Just don't give me a belly wound. I don't want to go out with a belly wound. Let's make it good. So that's how it turned out. Hmm. I watch the show. I like to see like a lot of the props and hardware and, and guns, that, the costumes that they wear. Right. Uh, our Halloween costumes, we, we try to mimic. You guys have great Halloween costumes. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. No weapons, though. But, yeah, uh, no, no weapons. Yeah, we Couldn't bring those to the office. <laughs> yeah. But that must be fun to like play around with that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's totally a blast. I do a lot of the gun stuff on other shows, but, yeah, just hanging out and playing. I mean, you know what? Not being a regular cast member on that show, but being a fan of not only the show and the storyline and the writers, being a fan of, of the people in the show with Grace Park and Tomo and, and Jamie and Katie, it, they're just great, you know? We just had such a good time, and Tomo was telling me some stories of how um, it's just been tough knowing that it's not going to go another year. They became a really tight family, and, and just being around those guys is pretty, pretty special. The writer's strike is going on, of course, and we hear things and see reports about what's going on in L.A., but what's the situation like in Vancouver? Are shows beginning to shut down? Have they shut down? What's the? Oh, they're shut down. Yeah, everything's shut down. When the strike happened, you still some shows still had a couple episodes written, but usually series don't go past a certain amount. You don't have all 22 episodes written right away. So they kind of build through it. They have a synopsis of stuff of where they want the storylines to go, but they start writing the hard scripts two, three, four episodes, five episodes in. So once those episodes were written and uh, when the strike happened, they just shot those episodes out mm-hmm. with no rewrites, and then they ran out, and that was it. So all, a lot of shows are done. So all your friends are, what are they doing right now? Or is it, when are you done with this well, show? Well, they're either back. 
Well, you know, I, I just, I'm just going to try to keep busy, and I'm fortunate enough to be working on this feature right now, and you just see what happens. I support the writers. I think it's a good thing, and the writers are, make us look good, so I support what they're doing, but, you know, most of my friends are back in L.A. or, you know, just hanging out in Vancouver. A really good friend of mine, Ed Quinn, who's on um, Eureka, he's like, we got another season, I want to come back down, but we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's really tough for everybody. I mean, the fans obviously are wishing for it to end, and the, it affects you know everybody, the actors, the crew. So Yeah, that's the big thing is that it has to be done. It just has to be done. And I just hope everyone comes to terms soon and we can start playing again. Okay, well, I thank you for talking with us. Absolutely. Michelle, you have any last comments? Um, I don't, but I'm very, very happy that you called in. Or we called you, but <laughs> I'm glad we got to <laughs> I'm, talk. I'm super stoked you guys called, and have a fantastic Christmas. You too, definitely. We'll and, have to um, do this again. Let's do it again. And you know what? I'll, I'll send you guys a copy of Taming Tammy, too. Excellent. That'd be great. All right, cool. Since I'm the cool. only one that's seen it yet. I keep telling them it's really good, and they're like, well, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll send it, and then you guys can get a little projection going and like and send it around we will do that definitely (laughs) okay alex thanks a lot not a problem thanks for calling you guys so thanks again to alex for calling in you can call back anytime anybody else can call in too we're always up for new interviews so i guess that wraps up this episode our website is galacticaquorum.com email gquorum at gmail.com and again our voicemail 206 Three five zero six seven five six. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. All right, here's what we'll not cover. We'll do this thing, we'll do this. We'll not cover my ass. What? <laughs> I'm just joking around. Uh, okay, material, I see. All right.